you're pointing to me, does that mean that I say welcome to the sister cast? Anyone can say it if they want. <laughs> welcome to the sister cast. Episode nine already, hey? Yeah, look, we're almost to 10. End of October. Yes. Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know what you're going to be for Halloween? Me? I'm a mom. I don't have to be anything for <laughs> Halloween. You don't dress up to give out candy? You know what? Every year, no. I'm like, well, like I do, but every year I'm like, I'm not going to dress up. Let's be honest. Taking off yoga pants and putting on jeans, that's kind of like dressing up. I could wear my yoga pants and then I'm a mom from Bad Moms. (laughs) I'm Mila Kunis or whatever her name is. Well, like we have um, like a box of Halloween costumes and... I, I don't get excited for it. And then the day of, I'm so excited and I reach in and I wear something. Yeah. yeah. I've worn a wig before. I've never worn a full on costume. Daring. <laughs> but then there's the other people who go to the extreme and do the family costumes. That would never fly with the Viking. Right? Yeah. I wa- also want to do family Christmas pajamas. And he also Yeah, do I do love the family I know, right? Christmas pajamas. <laughs> but you would think... My family would be the one who mm-hmm. goes all out yeah. with the theme. Yeah. But no. my Now, I will give a little uh, behind the scenes, a little pull the curtain back on the gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Obsessed with Halloween. Yeah. Obsessed with making his own Halloween costumes, but actually never follows through. Right. Loves the idea. Loves the idea. Great conversation. Yeah. Great conversation. <laughs> Great little side project. That's not true. A couple of years. I forget what it was. Um. Would you know it if it's a samurai covered in meat? Would you know? No. I think it's from like Futurama or something. I should Google it. But one year he made a meat samurai and he made all the pieces (laughs) because it's just cardboard that's been painted. Mm -hmm. And he did that. He always makes these like extreme costumes when he actually does it. That when he goes out, very few people get it. But those who do get it, love it. Did I ever tell you about Jer's college roommate's wedding um, they got married the weekend of Halloween and they had a costume wedding. She was Wonder Woman. He was Iron Man. Oh, yes. This sounds familiar. They are um, they have a lot of friends. They work in animation and they have a lot of friends in the film industry and their costumes were out of this world. But also like people who came, everybody came in costume, every single guest and there were some really like that meat samurai. That's what made me think of it. There were a lot of really out there um, costumes that only people who would have attended this wedding would recognize. So if you remember, um, um, Janine Garofalo played the bowler in, yeah, you don't write, you know, in a movie about a bunch of misfit superheroes who aren't really superheroes, but they're kind of a band. And I went as the bowler and so many people recognized my costume. That's awesome. <laughs> Steven would have loved that. Yeah. The gentle giant. So the meat samurai, here's a picture. It's from Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. I don't know Rick and Morty. Like yeah. we're talking obscure reference. Yeah. So what did uh, what did the Viking go as if you went as the bowler? He was um, from, a, uh, from a comic book, from a graphic novel, The Watchmen, I think. A guy in wow. a trench coat with Converse sneakers. and <laughs> So he just went into his closet. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and what are your kids going as this year? Um, one of them is going as a pirate and the other one is going as Batman for the fourth time. So how, do you get new costumes every year? Yeah. Is the movie that you uh, went from called Mystery Men? Yes, it is. Yes. The bowler from Mystery Men. Thank you. Internet Googling. Yeah. Oh, Ben Stiller's in that movie. Oh my God. It's the best movie. I don't think I've ever seen it. William H. Macy's in it. Okay. So this is a good segue to the topic that I wanted to talk about today which is 
evergreen versus hits, right? And for example, the Mystery Men is kind of like Office Space, right? Office Space. Tell me you've seen Office Space. Oh, my goodness. Many times. Okay. So you know how, like, you know, you'll say TPS reports. (laughs) I'm going to need you to go ahead and do that for me. Um, The Gentle Giant wears... Um, Bahama shirts what are they called Hawaiian shirts, Hawaiian shirts. every Friday because someone at his work made a joke that Friday is Hawaiian shirt day yeah he didn't realize it was an office space reference <laughs> and he showed up at work on Friday in a Hawaiian shirt Amazing. and then for the rest of the summer that's what he did yeah, on Fridays thanks. so office space is one of those movies that was not a hit when it came out but has become an evergreen, like everybody recommends it. Anytime I have a conversation with someone who has not seen it, I'm like, oh, well, then you have to. You just have to see that movie. And it holds up. And it holds up so well, right? So I would say that Mystery Men is probably a movie not quite at the office space level um, in terms of popularity, but the same kind of thing. Like it's, you know, you recommend it and then you go back and you watch it and you're like, oh no, that's still such a good movie. Like, you know. It's funny. I find it surprising. I've never seen it. There's a lot of stars in it. It's from 1999. Yeah. Anyway, so the reason why I wanted to talk about hits versus evergreen, I mean, it's something that I think about all the time as an author because I write contemporary romance. I write genre fiction. And sometimes people in contemporary romance manage to have like a big hit but generally speaking as creators we are crafting evergreen content content that we will hopefully be able to sell um at a steady pace week in week out year after year that you can re-promote you can put new covers on and give a new push to that kind of thing that's what genre fiction is as opposed to trying to have a huge big splashy launch and doing your best with a big marketing push right and it made me think about like albums you know albums that drop at the wrong time or just don't get the right kind of attention until after they've been out for a bit or you know albums that just never have enough singles off of them and then you go back and you listen you you find that artist through something else and you go back and you listen to the album you're like this is such a good album why did I never hear it on the radio anyway so that's kind of that was where I kind of wanted to go and it's so funny that a conversation about Halloween led us there Mm -hmm. um yeah because I think so have you listened to the reason the whole why I put this on the list of podcast topics was because I have been listening nonstop um, to Kesha's Rainbow, which I think is the best album of the year. And I, you're looking at me. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I haven't even heard a single song on it. I don't what? Think. What? Even after I told you to put it on the podcast uh-huh. topics list, you have uh-huh. not gone out of your way to. No. What? Because, but that's what's so interesting. We're kind of opposites. I don't listen to music. You don't listen to whole albums. Yeah. Like if it's not on the radio. Right. Or if it, there's not enough buzz behind it. If people are talking about it, I'll go to YouTube. But I don't go and search out music like a lot of other people do. Right. Right, right. And there are people in the camps who, like, want to break music and want to listen to the new hot things. And you go searching for albums. I listen to podcasts. That's right. Yes. And I generally don't listen to podcasts, even our own. Well, <laughs> you've lived it so that's I've fine lived it. but like it's just where my appetite is right now yeah and it's and it, I can't even tell you the last time I listened to an album from front to back <gasps> no like I just don't do that yeah 
I, I do. I, I have listen. a weird relationship with music, considering totally. I work in the radio industry. Yeah, yeah. Well, who is the last performer that you have discovered after they've had some music out? After they've had a couple of albums out? Can you think of somebody? Well, like when you say discovered, meaning I didn't know they existed. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, because I know everyone exists, and then I just don't care to like <laughs> like let's talk about like like brett kissel yes right? but i've known he like i've known he's existed since he was just making a viral video about hockey as soon as somebody has a single you've probably heard their single yeah yeah see and i haven't like so jess moskaluk is somebody oh, yeah. else who i'm listening to a lot right now yeah and she's had what tons like three tons. four albums out yeah, absolutely and i'm only discovering her now but i have now bought two of her albums and i listen to them from front to back and so that's just different like people are discovering people all the time totally i know about these people because i work especially when she came out i was working in country radio right so if you're an up-and-coming canadian country singer totally you better believe i know all about you because we're always looking for fresh new canadian music in Canada, where legislated stations at a minimum have to uh, play 35% Canadian content. Right. Right. You don't get that in the States, right? Right, right. So that's why bands and like a Jess Moskaloop, she's nothing in the States. You know, a Jan Arden, right? A Jan Arden who there's not a Canadian who over the age of 30 who doesn't know who she is, right? Right. She's a household name for people over 30. But like in the States, no one knows who she is. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. And she's like... Sarah McLaughlin's had a little bit of crossover, right? So some people in the States know who she is, but Jan Arden's that perfect example. Huge in this country. Yeah. Um, like even, um, who else? Like Trooper. Like there's a whole bunch. Rush has had some bigger hit. Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Bare Naked Ladies did have that, you know, crossover with, I in think, one week. Yeah. One week. It was like late 90s. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, there's... So yeah. many, and it's because of um, our CanCon rules. Yeah. So, do you know Spirit of the West? Or are they a little bit older than you? Yeah, yeah. I know who they because, are because the unfortunately the the lead singer has Alzheimer's. I think Alzheimer's or some kind of dementia, and so they're not performing anymore, um, and they haven't recorded in a number of years. But I love Spirit of the West, and um, we wrote a couple of their songs into our last frisky beavers book we meaning um myself and my co-writer sadie and none of my readers knew who spirit of the west were so i had to uh, provide them with some youtube videos primers there so who uh, you were sadie you really liked spirit of the west yeah really <laughs> home for a rest yeah i think working in radio home canadian for, yeah. radio you just get so sick and tired because you hear because any song that's really good yeah just gets played to crap out totally of it. if yeah. it's canadian and good you better believe it right yeah. but i think that's what i loved so much about working in canadian country radio because country artists are just the best artists and um so genuine and just so loving and so open that like they're willing to do stuff with you and they're just so happy that you're willing to play their songs and do interviews. So Brett Kissel, I mentioned him like he is probably one of the nicest guys in country radio. Jess Moskaluk, she's great too. And she's had mm -hmm. a bunch of hits. So, so you, you're digging her right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cheap wine and cigarettes. So 
I'll be honest. I am not great at identifying the names of songs or singers. Like, I just don't remember that kind of thing. Titles of things. Like, I couldn't remember the title of Mystery Men, but I know the movie, you know? Right. Um, but now I have a car that the radio mm. tells me who's singing and what the name of the song is. And that really helps having that little digital display read it out. Um, and so I'm noticing her name more and more on the radio. So that's really good. Sometimes you can pick out who the artist is, like, just by hearing the song. Well, some people have really recognizable voices. Like, if I heard a new Lee Bryce song, yeah. I would 100%. Or Blake Shelton. Totally, yeah. He's got that. Keith Urban, Kenny yeah. Chesney. Luke Bryan. Love Luke Bryan. Yeah, I mean, everyone. He's, he's not going to wear the tight pants anymore, hey? What? Apparently he's Was not. there a press release about that? <laughs> like, I don't understand. He's declared that he, next time you see him in concert, was he going to wear baggy pants? Yeah, like, like cargo pants? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he's apparently not going to wear the tight jeans Just anymore. Just a wide leg jean? I don't know. Maybe it, But I don't he know. has hips that I are know. perfect for the... T- oh, I, I don't know. know what... Luke, Wasn't that on. a great concert, Luke Bryan? It was the best concert. Yeah. He puts on a great show. Yeah. What uh, what people don't realize is that like he's like a talented songwriter, too. Mm-hmm. But people know him for the show that he's the been putting anthem. on. Yeah. yeah. So, but he's super talented. Yeah. So. Okay. So you haven't listened to the Kesha album. No. Have you listened to more of the Taylor Swift? I mean, I know her album's not out yet, but she has two singles. Have you heard the second one? Like a 45-second clip. I can't even tell you what it's called. It's like Bring It On or something. Or Have right. you heard the new uh, Katy Perry song? Swish something. Oh, that's not that new. That's been out for months. I think it came out at this, around the same time as the Taylor Swift song, didn't it? No way. Well, I don't know. Maybe the I like video. her new feels. I got feels. No, I don't know that one. I um, thought it was Gwen Stefani when I heard it on the radio. Oh, see, now that gets me excited because I really like Gwen. Um, what about the new Demi Lovato album? No. Now, did you know, what about the new Miley Cyrus album? No. Malibu? Miley's, Miley's gross. Miley, unfortunately. I mean, I, I don't want to agree, but I do kind of want to agree. That she's gross? A little. I mean, I want to support her in being whoever she wants to be for herself. But she just doesn't do anything for me. I was a huge fan of Hannah Montana, the movie. I cannot say the that. The movie, the musical. I cannot agree with that statement. Um, but there's a lot of, I don't know. There's, a, I think, a lot of fair critique of the fact that someone, so for example, Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato had albums drop on the same day. There's six studio albums. Each hmm? of them have put out six albums. Seriously? Seriously. But Both Demi- of them, it was the six, like, oh, that they both had on the same day released their sixth studio album. Right. It's a lot of albums. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge Demi Lovato fan. And so I was really interested to see what some of the feedback was. And I read some criticisms of her album as being kind of like kind of, you know, middle of the road and kind of doing what she needed to do to have a pop album. Well, I got to tell you, I've listened to that album now over and over again three or four times it gets better with each listen that this is the demi lovato the demi lovato it's got sorry not sorry um daddy sorry, issues not sorry i think we have need to have a real new rule in podcasting there's no singing um daddy issues is an awesome song like that's i th- i hope that's gonna be a single because mm-hmm. it's awesome um the one that immediately follows daddy issues on the album 
It's just something about love. It's a long title, but it's love me or something. Do you buy well, these albums on iTunes, or iTunes. do you just can you listen to them on iTunes? You could if you had Apple Music, which is the same as Spotify. I also have Spotify. I was going to say, do you have Spotify? I do, but I don't like to stream. I mean, most of the time when I'm listening to music, it's actually when I'm out at the park working out. So I, I just prefer to buy my music on iTunes, and then I have it on my phone. Yeah, I have an iPhone, so it kind of syncs perfectly. Um. And yeah, I'm, I'm a, it's funny cause we had talked about on a previous podcast, you were like, do you seriously watch movies on DVD? I know it's adorable. <laughs> I, and I have fully transitioned to buying my music digitally, but not my film and, and television. So the Katy Perry album that you were talking about came out in May. Swish Swish came out in May. The did album the, is called Witness. It came out in June. Did the video for Swish Swish drop at the same time as the Taylor Swift video? No. The reason why you're thinking that is... Um, I thought there was some sort of there is, competition. There is. Um, when The day that Katy Perry's album Witness dropped in June was the day that Taylor Swift made all her songs available on Apple Music and Spotify. <laughs> so there's some possible reasons for this back and forth seeming of uh yeah strife or whatever Yeah, because taylor's album doesn't come out till november that's right yeah and her song didn't drop till like september august weren't we yeah we were talking about it in august i think yeah that's right so yeah but yeah. like late august yeah. yeah so but um i don't know how's that song doing like well so that's the thing right because in august it was all over the place yeah. i was really liking it i had, i think that i said on our second podcast that i was listening to it on the radio and looking for it on the radio but i hadn't committed to buying it i ended up buying just it i did not pre-order the whole album but i did download the single um, but itunes makes it so convenient that when you want to buy it the album will be less the, the yeah i love that it allows me to buy one one song and then it's not like you're wasting you know yeah. um but i haven't listened to it again in a while so I listened to it a bunch then. It is on my workout. So I have sometimes when I work out, I listen to an entire album from start to finish. Um, sometimes I'll just put on my workout playlist and I did add it to my workout playlist. So. Well, there you go. That's a B. You know, we'll give we'll give that a B grade for a song. But it, I feel like it kind of it died a little. Although, you know, I was on um, Twitter last week and somebody made a joke about a Taylor Swift song like they it was a pun they used a Taylor Swift title to say something and then someone else chimed in with another Taylor Swift title and then I chimed in with something else and then I went to look at all of her singles to you know see what else I could you know be Twitter ridiculous with and uh, you know not all of those singles I don't remember them all they're not actually as memorable as I think her singles are mm, you know disagree. what I mean her brand is much bigger than the individual singles like bad blood is one that i can baby got bad blood like i can i can sing that in my head blank when space I, yes yeah that's the one where there's like a, a castle or that's a mansion music or video, something yeah. yeah yeah music video yeah but i think probably those two no are, style no i can't go out of style no go out of style no. Out of the woods? No. Are we out of the woods? Are we no. out of the woods? No. Welcome to New York? You're a much bigger Taylor Swift Welcome fan than I am. Welcome to New York? No. <laughs> well, why this is the case is because I have like about eight Taylor Swift songs on my workout mix. See? Yeah. But I don't have the new one. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I, I was at um, a boot camp um, like a week ago and uh, they had songs playing on the iPod and that, that song came on and the, the person was like, oh, hell no, and walked over <laughs> and hit fast forward. And then everyone else was talking, oh, yeah, I'm so over that song. Like, it was just really interesting. And interesting. I was like, okay, good to know. Yeah, so I was saying earlier in this podcast how I have like a weird relationship with music. Like, I don't know. Um, for someone who works at the, in a radio yeah. station, it's very strange. But like, if you look at my iPod, I have a like a running mix or a walking mix for when I go out and work out. But I always fast forward about eight of the songs that are in it. Like when they come on, I'm like, no, right. no, I really need to curate my list. I, I probably change the music on it once a year, like right. not nearly enough. Right? right. So it's got the most random stuff on it. And because I don't change the music out, I get tired of the music. Right. right. So I'm like, no, no. But there is about eight Taylor Swift songs. And I think like some of them maybe weren't even singles. Right. right. But but you but you had the albums and you liked them. Yeah. 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 I do something else that's curious with music. When I'm writing, I listen to the same song over and over and over again. And it drives anybody who spends any <laughs> amount of time with me in the house while I'm writing completely insane. I do have headphones that I sometimes use, but I prefer the, so- the music to surround me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but like sometimes they're really curious songs. Um, there was a Canadian folk singer, um, songwriter i don't know if she wrote her own songs called fleur her name was um fleur mainville and she unfortunately died of breast cancer at 36 which is awful Mm -hmm. um and i heard about her on the cbc where i hear about a lot of people um and i heard about her when she died Mm. which was kind of sad right that um there had been this amazing canadian voice but she had never really gotten out of the maritime music circle where she was very well regarded and so they played a song and i don't remember what it was i don't know if they played the song that i ended up finding on itunes but then i loved the song that they played in memoriam for her so i went to itunes and i listened to some of her album and there was a song called all God's children, I think, um, that just spoke to me. And it was, and it's weird because the words of the song did not match the book that I was about to start writing, but there was something in the tone of the song that just grabbed the same characterization that I wanted. And I listened to that song like 600 times over and over and over and over again. And iTunes actually, it tells you how many times you've played a song. And I, for that book, I listened to Girl Crush 982 times and um, All God's Children by Fleur Mainville, like 600 and something times and um, Lonely Eyes by Chris Young, like 500 times. Wow. Over and over and over again. Those three songs. And that was how I wrote that book. That was um, Love on a Spring Morning, which is Pine Harbor number three. Are any of those songs in that book? No. Are there ever songs in your books? Yeah, totally. Just not that book um but yeah no sometimes yeah sometimes i put songs in books particularly in the frisky beaver series we like to put CanCon. so in the first one in prime minister um we have the prime minister has um he has a, a girlfriend i mean it's a romance so it's not a surprise i'm not spoiling anything he begins to date this woman and he gives her a jan arden song as his Loved. ringtone on that's his phone right yeah i remember that that's funny <laughs> and there's a scene where he gets outed as having the sappy Jan Arden song as the ringtone because his phone goes off and he forgot to turn the ringer off. Is it off. 
Could I be your girl? I don't, you know, now I don't remember which song we picked. We did have a lot of debate back and forth. Well, it's not going to be Good Mother. No, it wasn't Good Mother. But the thing is, is that. Insensitive. My, my, no, that would be hilarious. How do you cool your lips? So my, my co-writer is very um, pedantic. I think she would use that word. And she wouldn't pick a song that didn't actually make a good ringtone. So some of them mm. don't start well. So right. it had to be a, I mean, they start well for songs, but they don't start well for ringtones. Right. So it had to be one that kind of started with a recognizable tune. Well, I'm like Jan Arden's biggest fan. And the only song that would be appropriate would be. Well, now I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll report back on the next podcast. Anywho. Okay. So um, what else are you loving in music or that you wanted to tell everyone about? I don't know. I mean, I really wanted to just give a little shout out for the Kesha album and the Demi Lovato album because I feel like they're kind of being overlooked this year, which is that's sometimes that's just the way of it. Um, but Kesha's album in particular, I, I saw a lot of buzz about Miley having a duet with Dolly Parton on her album. Did you hear that? No. Well, I heard that. You know who else has a duet with Dolly Parton on her album? Kesha. Nobody's talking about oh, that. Really? Yes. I love Dolly. Dolly's amazing. Dolly just put out a kid's album. Dolly is. Kids music. Do you know what Dolly does, which is amazing? She has this book program for kids. Yeah. Imagination Library. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's. But you only amazing. get books till they go into school. But it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the kind of, that's the gap that she's filling. Yeah. 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 No, I love her. But yeah, so Kesha has a, she has a duet with with dolly she has the songs are just all they're amazing and the whole album tells a story like you can listen to it from top to bottom and you really feel like you've experienced like a show you know we talked about that right. How taylor did the 1989 tour and she just played that album because the whole album stood up mm-hmm. rainbow is like that and it's an album that was 10 years in the making right you know the whole story right yeah yeah so um I just feel like it was 10 years in the making and it lived up to that weight. It was worth the weight and it just didn't get nearly enough recognition for it. I think with it's TV and movies that it's more likely that you'll discover something that's 10 years old and watch it now more than music. And a little bit that's the that's the culture of music too right which is driven by radio which is driven by singles and all of that because it's so true right like music particularly with Netflix, right? TV shows and movies, they get a whole second chance at being discovered. What's a TV show that you started watching after it had ended? Like, well, oh, after it ended? Grey's Anatomy has, will never end. I was going to say, so. it's never going to end, right? So, <laughs> I, you started watching Grey's Anatomy quite late. Quite late. Like, I think I, it was season seven or something when I started watching it. And it's such a cultural phenomenon. I would always see it on Twitter, like, and Facebook, people be like, Grace, I just can't even, you know, every Thursday with their crying emoticons. And I'm like, oh, did something happen on Grace? And then when <laughs> I started watching Grace, I was like, oh, yes, I see why people were losing their mind. Yes. Because no, like, Shonda is like a master. I quite enjoyed watching Grace. And it was fun to be able to binge because I had like so many seasons. Um, uh, the Shield. That was a TV show, so good. About crooked Does that cops. The same guy, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that was his name, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. So yeah. we watched it. I mean, there's so many, right? Yeah. Like, 
Can I just pause and loop back to Shonda for a second? Yeah. Little shout out for anybody who might be listening to us and might be a creator, like a writer or even an actor, but specifically if you're a writer, television or any other kind, Shonda does a masterclass. It's a masterclass dot whatever com dot org. Just Google, Google Shonda it. masterclass. I have taken um, the Aaron Sorkin masterclass. Um there's a couple of others that I've really liked and Shonda's is the one I'm taking next. So I will report back after I take it, but they're amazing. It's like 40 episodes of just a tap. It's her video chats about everything she knows about writing craft. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And she's the queen of it really. Yeah. Storytelling, right? Like just really, and she is such a hard worker. Like just, she doesn't, um, she doesn't cut any corners, right? She pushes herself to get the best story. And I mean, there's endless, if you just search for her and um, she's done commencement speeches and stuff where she really talks about how, you know, when other people are thinking about how they'd like to write, she is writing. And that really is, that's key. And she just signed a huge deal to move over to Netflix. Netflix. Yes. Right. So she's going to be producing stuff for Netflix, which is just so exciting because she has some of the biggest shows on TV. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So what TV shows did you discover after the fact? I mean, you, we talked about in a previous episode, how you discovered Veep. That's right. I'm, I'm into Veep now. I've just started the second season. Loving it. So good. Absolutely loving it. But I'm kind of, I'm wanting to pace myself a little bit too. Yeah. Don't you hate that? Like that's the other thing, right? Well, and also because it's an HBO show. And it's only a half hour. Yeah, I know. There's only like eight or ten episodes in a season. It's very upsetting. See, that's why that's one of the best memes where it's like when you discover a new TV show that's got, you know, five seasons. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> the Wire would be one. So I didn't start watching The Wire until it was over. There are five seasons. It's an HBO show, but it's a long, they're hour, it's an hour long show. And I want to say that there are, there are definitely more than ten episodes. Are you done it now? Okay, so I actually stopped at the end of season three because okay. what you need to know about The Wire is that it is also very intense. Yeah. It's a hard show to watch, did the, but amazing. Did the Viking get you into it? No, in fact, he's never watched it. I watched it. Mm, when did I watch it? It must have been between my kids. So after I had my first kid, before I had my second kid, maybe I watched it while I was pregnant with number two. No, that seems like a terrible idea. Well, it wasn't scary. It's just intense. Super intense. Yeah. But like, so you actually stopped watching it. I just. So you can't come on a podcast and be like, oh, you know what? No, it's amazing. Ooze the wire. You should really watch it. But (laughs) I've only watched three episodes or whatever. Three seasons. Because it's the husband's favorite show. So, oh, is it? Oh, like for sure. Yeah. But it's funny because I keep seeing it come up in conversation where people are like, oh my God, you have to watch the wire. You do. And I'm like, okay, is this just a thing people are saying? No, it's really good. Okay. So I, yes, I'm quite certain that I watched it while I was pregnant. And then I think I just stopped. So each season is a different story. It focuses on a different part of Baltimore. Um, And so you don't, like, there's no cliffhanger. At the end of season three, you aren't like, oh, I need to watch season four. And season four will shift. I don't remember. I do remember reading about it, but I don't remember off the top of my head. It shifts to, like, the dock workers or something. And it picks up a whole new story arc of the city and the police and all of that. And, um, And so it's, like, it's a mini show within a show. 
So mm-hmm. I like I haven't been left hanging waiting for anything. Um, and I heard that four and five were more intense. Oh, okay. And then I had a baby and then, you know, life happened mm-hmm. again. I will return to them at some point. Cool. I've like watched like half of an episode and I was like, nope, not for me. Seriously. Back to the Grey's Anatomy for me. <laughs> it's so good. But I don't know what it is, but for the past year and a half, I really feel like it's maybe I'm going to blame Trump. But, like, I have not been able to bring myself to watch Scandal or Grey's Anatomy. House of Cards. For the past year and a half. I was watching House of Cards last summer. And then when the election got really intense, I stopped watching it and I have not returned. So my PVR upstairs is filled Mm -hmm. with all these episodes that I'm not prepared to get rid of them yet. Yeah. Because I do want to watch them. Yeah. No, (sighs) right now we're really craving light, you know, light things that aren't about politics although i mean and i don't watch it but designated survivor seems to be doing really well people love it too. yeah yeah so i think it's also what we want our what our appetite for it shifts sometimes it shifts a lot right to something light and fluffy and sometimes it only shifts just a little but you know we don't hold our attention on one thing for very long actually anymore i think that's the new generation did you hear that curb your enthusiasm is back no are you a fan no the, we've watched two episodes of the new season and so far not doing it for yeah, us so no. so larry really, david come on yeah yeah i really like arrested development like i feel like yeah. curb your enthusiasm and arrested development there's like a venn diagram there of fans who like some like one some like the other some like both I'm more of an Arrested Development kind of person. Except I will say the new season that came out on Netflix, I also couldn't bring myself yeah, to watch true. it. So, Well, and it's like the Gilmore Girls, right? <sighs> that was that was a train wreck. I didn't finish it. I only got through like two episodes. Yeah, for the best. The end was terrible. <laughs> like terrible. <laughs> like like train wreck disaster. You know how it ends, right? Should we spoiler it? No. You don't, don't know, know how it ends? Someone's I feel pregnant. Like Rory gets pregnant. With... The buddies. story completely, like, they learned fucking nothing. Oh, right. I just swore on the podcast for the first time. But seriously, it was worth it over the Gilmore Girls ending. Because she gets pregnant just like Lorelai did. Just exactly. To the wrong guy who's an asshole. Right. Like, like, they learned absolutely nothing. It turns out, after seven years and one Netflix special, the whole point of Gilmore Girls is that we absolutely learn nothing and we repeat our parents' mistakes. Well, that's not a fun show. Like... You know, no shift, not a single character shift, no growth, nothing, nothing. I was angry when it ended. But didn't they go to England? Was, wasn't she flying back and forth to England? To see uh-huh. Them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was engaged to someone else. Well, you know. Oh, my God. I was so angry. So, so, so angry. We have to include a spoiler at the start saying that we're going to. No, I'm. It, no. It's, it's okay fine. to spoil it. It's been out for a while. That's the That's rule, right? That's the other thing is like, what's the rule on spoiling? Like, honestly, I say a month. Yeah. I feel like that's generous. Yeah. Well. No, I feel like a week. Netflix shows. No, 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 no. I no. wanted to spoiler the, Gil- the Gilmore Girl thing like four days after. No, no. I think you need to give people a month. But people were really good. Like people made Facebook groups. Right. I was at it as soon as I posted it. I'm like, I'm done. Who do I talk to? Like people added me to four separate Facebook private groups. Facebook groups. Yes. Oh my god! Preventing, right? You know, because you need to. The thing is, things getting spoiled don't prevent me from watching them. Right. 
Right. Like, if I was really interested, I would just watch it. Yeah. And if not, okay, now I know what happens. But I still might watch it. Still might not. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this up before we spoil anything else. Fair enough. Episode nine. Wow. Episode nine. <laughs> Don't even know what to call this one. 